Welcome to A Bad Bee with ADHD. I'm Finty and this podcast is going to be a place for all things ADHD, the good, the bad, the ugly. Also, I can't always guarantee I'll stay on topic, but that's very on brand for me. If I've learned one thing from having ADHD is that I've never had a unique experience in my life ever. So here we are. I'm just going to put it out there by saying I'm by no means a professional or an expert, just a girl with ADHD speaking from experience, just trying to better understand this neuro spicy brain of mine. So please, please, please seek the help of a professional if you feel like you need it. And with all of that out of the way, I hope you enjoy this episode. Everyone, welcome back to another episode. Um, Today's episode, I'm very excited for. I mean, I feel like I say that about every episode, but I actually am kind of excited for this one. So um, if you couldn't tell from the title of the episode, um, it's actually on the day that I'm recording this, been officially 365 days, 12 months, um, one year since my ADHD diagnosis, which feels so bizarre saying that. Um, But yeah, I feel like because it feels strange because I'm honestly like, I've come such a long way since that time and I feel like a completely different person um, than the girl that got diagnosed. But yeah, it, which is crazy because it also means like nearly a year of the podcast. So yeah, I thought I wanted to make an episode um, for my like diagnosis anniversary, if you will. Um, but yeah, this is just like an episode, I guess kind of as like a things I wish I knew or that I've learned post-diagnosis that I wish I knew pre-diagnosis or even pre and post-diagnosis um, and just the whole thing around the entire diagnosis process because it is a roller coaster. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to try and do 12. Um, I don't know how that's going to go because I feel like 12 months since diagnosis, I want to do 12 things. I almost wish I knew um, for me pre and post-diagnosis because if there's anyone out there that's in that stage because don't get me wrong it is a minefield to navigate um in that time so I hope this brings you some form of comfort and like advice and this is kind of just where I'm trying to be that ADHD big sister that I would have wanted during that time so yeah without further ado I guess let's just jump into the episode the first one being I feel like this one for me is the most important one because yeah this was very much something that was at the forefront of my mind during that entire time um and it was that the I don't know if you're anyone's experienced this right now but I know it's something that I experienced was the feeling of almost like an existential crisis um and that feeling of like questioning absolutely everything in your entire life and almost having like an entire identity crisis um it doesn't last forever that feeling does not last forever and I wish somebody would have told me that because I think it's genuinely something that I thought was good I was going to feel like it for the rest of my life now that I'd um found out I had ADHD and I was like oh my gosh am I ever gonna just be able to be that like naive girl that maybe didn't know um and I almost in a way felt like I was like was I better off not knowing but no 100% like that time does pass um because I genuinely almost drove myself insane um replaying every event and everything I'd ever done ever in my life in terms of like the ADHD concept and it almost became like overwhelming and exhausting in itself but I remember something my therapist told me at that time who I was seeing and she was an amazing support to me during that diagnostic like period was like at the end of the day you're going through this like incredible shift and like understanding of yourself and honestly like understanding your entire identity and putting together this missing puzzle piece of course you're gonna feel that way for like 
I know for me, it was like maybe like a good few months, like four or five months. Um, and you're going to keep replaying those things. But each time you do, um, you're almost putting a piece of the puzzle back together. And but yeah, I think I just that was the one thing I wish I knew that that feeling does not last forever. Of course, I very much do look at everything now in an ADHD context um, because that's just who I am now and I'm obsessed with it. And yeah, but that feeling of like existential identity crisis that is just like overwhelming, crippling. She does not last forever. She goes away. I promise you that. Um, so yeah, that would be my first one. I wanted to get the one out there because that I think is the most important one because it was genuinely driving me insane. Um, and I wanted to know if it was going to last forever. So this is my lesson to you. It does not. Um, but yeah, I guess the second one would be medication. Now I feel like this is a big topic and I feel like I probably need to do an episode on it in itself and my experience. And I probably will, but I just haven't got around to it yet. I'm going to be completely honest with you. But medication, I think, I know for me and I know for a lot of people, it can kind of feel like the pedestal of diagnosis. Like that's what we're waiting for. That's what we're hoping for. I was kind of hoping that it was going to like fix me per se, um, which is a horrible way to think. And I want anybody that's listening to this, you do not need fixing. You're not broken. Um, I think obviously medication can be helpful for a lot of people. For me, unfortunately, it didn't work. Um, But I think had I gone back to that girl who was being diagnosed and when medication didn't work for her um I wish somebody would have told me like that medication isn't the only option and like not to lose hope because I definitely was very much deflated when I realized it didn't work for me Um, and I think that honestly sent me more into a crisis um but yeah like having actually taken the time out to like and it kind of honestly medication not working forced me to like re look at other things and ways to help myself and make changes to my life um, that now obviously benefit me. And it's kind of like having an ADHD toolkit in your back pocket. Um, and I now know what works for me. But yeah, I think definitely don't lose hope if medication is like that thing that you've put on a pedestal and it doesn't work or you don't necessarily need medication if that's not what's going to work for you. And I think that was the thing for me. Medication didn't feel like right and authentic like and in line with who I was but I thought I needed to take it to be better in a way um so let that be your lesson like that's not the case and it doesn't have to be the case so I guess that kind of leads also into the third one which is like it's also okay to reevaluate and like reassess your whole life up until this point um and like make changes if you need to like whether that be I don't know like your job or the people you surround yourself with or just how you live your life on a day-to-day basis because I know I definitely made those changes and they've been like the things that are honestly the most significant in my journey um and I think I felt in a way as we do like I sometimes I felt bad for doing it like I felt bad for advocating for myself um and making those changes that I need to but actually at the end of the day um you are not a bad person for wanting to do what's right and what's best for you and I just wish somebody had told me that because um I think I definitely second guessed whether I should be making those changes and sticking up for myself and what I need um a bit more but I think it's definitely okay to do that and again I feel like this one now leads into number four um which is you don't actually need a diagnosis to start advocating for yourself like I know the wait list is so long and it's honestly upsetting to think how long people are waiting but 
you can slowly start if you feel like you are able to if this is something you know like if you experience self-diagnosis like you can start advocating for your own needs and you know taking supplements or there are changes that you can make pre-diagnosis and I just wish I maybe had found those options before diagnosis because for me diagnosis was like the be all and end all and actually I think I was at a place where I felt so lost and it's okay if that's where you're at as well and you feel like you need a diagnosis but whilst waiting for it I feel like there are so many things that I wish I'd done like taking supplements or like I started acupuncture and like all of these things that I think really helped me but I could have been doing them post uh, pre-diagnosis if I'd have known so yeah I think again like and also making your needs known like if you know that you have ADHD or you're autistic or dyslexic like start advocating for those things and communicating your needs with other people because your life is only going to get better when you do so like my life has improved so much when I've started finding the language to like communicate with my friends with my family like of the things that I'm doing and where I need their support or need their help um yeah I do feel very fortunate in that sense that I'm now surrounded by people who genuinely want to try and understand and want to try and support so yeah I know everyone's not that lucky but I definitely think in any way that you can start advocating yourself pre-diagnosis um if you feel like it's you know in yourself and you have self-diagnosed that you have ADHD or autism or whatever that looks like I definitely think advocating for yourself in the kind of like initial stages even pre-diagnosis is um it's helpful because it, it gets you in the habit of doing it even before you have your diagnosis. So in my opinion, that's something I wish I'd done sooner um, because you don't need a diagnosis to start doing those things. Um, so yeah, moving on to number five. Um, I think so, this is something I did and I wish I hadn't done was isolating myself um, when I was being diagnosed. Like the whole process, I just... I just felt like I was like nobody understands what I'm going through nobody understands this process and then the actual fact is that it couldn't be more wrong like there were so many people like and whether that's strangers on the internet that I reached out to um experiencing exactly the same thing um and they do understand and I just wish I'd kind of had some kind of support during that process even if it was just somebody that was going through the same thing so I mean if you ever feel like you're completely alone, if you're going through the diagnostic process right now and you're literally like losing your mind, uh, my messages are always open. Like, I think I just wish I'd had that kind of like big sister figure to kind of like guide me through the process because I just was so, it's so confusing, like so confusing. Um, and it just kind of feels like sometimes you need somebody to tell you it's going to be all right. Because I really did not think it was going to be for a hot minute there. I was like, is this it? Like, what's happening? I don't know. So, yeah, I think that was something I wish I hadn't done was like completely isolate myself and think I was completely alone in the in that situation because I actually wasn't. Um, so, yeah, I think social media is amazing. And like hopefully listening to this podcast is a bit of help for you if you are in the process but yeah I definitely wish I hadn't done that um so yeah number six would be we're halfway there wow I've already done six um but yeah I just I'm so the thing that kind of has honestly changed the game for me was stop trying to be neurotypical like 
because I said this to Lauren in the kind of feature that I just did on her behind the mask, which if you haven't seen, check it out. I had the best time doing it. Um, I'll, like It's all over Instagram and socials. But basically we talked about, I was like, I have more chance of me literally having a flying rainbow colored unicorn sitting itself right on my lap right now than I do of being neurotypical. Like there's the same odds as that happening. So I just actually learned to accept that I'm never going to be neurotypical and wanting a neurotypical brain and to function in a neurotypical way is just, it's a pointless, it's a pointless task because it's never going to happen. So I think, yeah, just genuinely learning to accept my brain for the good and the bad that it brings was the most like refreshing thing that I think I've done in this entire process like stop wanting to be neurotypical stop wanting and I know it's easier said than done like (laughs) it has been a mission for me to get to this place but I honestly and I sit here and I say this and yes there are times when god I like shake my own head and I'm like I hate my brain but I honestly sit there and say now like I wouldn't if you offered me a neurotypical brain right now I wouldn't take it like I wouldn't so I know that's not the case for everyone and it's definitely a process but I do feel like once you start to work with your brain rather than against it it's a game changer and stop wanting to be something that you're not because it's a wasted wish if I'm honest with you um and I just wish it's something I'd done sooner so yeah that's number six now number seven is research make research your best friend there is honestly no such thing as too much research um at this point I mean there was a phase where I genuinely thought was I doing too much research because my head actually would hurt um but there is no such thing as too much research and I genuinely feel like at this point like in the last year I know so much about ADHD now that I'm like I genuinely feel like a mild expert but anyway um yeah because I feel like for me without the research I literally was understanding every small thing that my brain was doing and like fully understanding ADHD and whether that means like listening to podcasts or like this one um shameless plug there but or like watching TikToks or genuinely just doing actual research on the internet um I did it all like I'm not even kidding you I genuinely think I looked at every single article that was out there but anyway understanding I feel like I couldn't actually make progress and like make the positive changes and steps that I needed if I didn't understand what the problem was. So like, for example, for me, like understanding that actual overwhelm was the problem um, as to why so many things, I found so many things difficult and I struggled with so many things was actually a game changer. But if somebody had just kind of told me, and I feel like this happens is you get diagnosed and it's like, okay, here's some medication. Like, nobody tells you what ADHD is or to be honest anything about it and you just kind of have to go out there and research it yourself but that would be my key takeaway would be just research as much as you humanly possibly can because then you can figure out like what you need to do and what steps you need to take in order to work with your brain rather than against it so that would be honestly probably up there with one of my top three things that you should do research research and do even more research so number eight is another honestly I think one of the most like important ones like top three I would say um is uh you will probably and very likely go through if you're receiving a late diagnosis the five stages of grief 
And so I just want to be the one to warn you, don't panic. Um, because I somewhat did. It was a very confusing process as somebody that's n- never really experienced grief in that way. And I feel very fortunate that I haven't um, up until this point in my life. Um, it is very real and it's very confusing and it's unlike anything I have ever experienced. But yeah, you just have to ride it out and to take every day as it comes. But just coming from somebody who's now in the acceptance stage, just trust that it does come. But yeah, you just kind of have to go along with it. And for me, I know it doesn't, it didn't start with diagnosis. Like my kind of process started pre-diagnosis and I was in denial for a while. Um, And then I think obviously that's kind of for a lot of us where the process of grief actually starts is maybe understanding that we're not so neurotypical and what that actually means and what it looks like. Um, So yeah, I think I just wish somebody had told me like, the five stages of grief is really a thing with an ADHD diagnosis or any neurodiversity diagnosis um and just to ride it out um and don't panic and trust the process because it's a lot to navigate I'm going to be real that was probably the hardest thing I experienced post-diagnosis because I was like it wasn't just like this moment the second I got diagnosed and like a switch flipped and everything changes because it doesn't it's unrealistic to think that that is suddenly everything's going to make sense in your life it won't um but yeah just be kind to yourself during that time like just accept that the stages will come and I think if you almost know that that's going to happen it's a little bit less daunting and a little bit less scary I think obviously I didn't know what to expect um going into it so yeah if somebody had told me that I would have been extremely grateful for that one number nine and I feel like to be honest I was very optimistic thinking I was going to get 12 um I genuinely think this is probably the last one and it's a bit more of like a general one but it would honestly be like just trust your gut when it comes to these things like in the whole diagnostic process like just do what feels right whether that's like for me I wish what it was with medication like trusting I mean I only took the medication that I was on for six days and it just felt so wrong I didn't like how it made me feel and I know I had a lot of people saying oh don't you think you should try taking it for longer or um you know why don't you try something else or are you sure you're really giving it a fair chance and I for a second was like really conflicted about what I should do but I knew deep down I was like I don't like how it makes me feel so I think definitely trusting your gut and just like sticking to what you know feels right and if that's what you want to do or if it's not what you want to do if people say oh you should take medication or you shouldn't um yeah just trust your gut and go with what feels right and I don't think put any pressure on yourself to make like the right decision like you can try medication or not or you can try therapies or you don't have to put pressure on yourself to get it right the first time um I know that's how I felt it's kind of very much trial and error so please 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 do not feel like there's that like pressure to get it right post-diagnosis because it's not it's not a um a quick fix all like it will be a process and I know it was for me so I think I wish I just like told myself to put a little bit bit less pressure on myself and just generally just go with what feels right whether that's like saying how you feel like speaking to your psychiatrist about medication or just I wish I think I'd done that because I felt really conflicted about speaking up and saying like that medication didn't feel right 
Um, and actually saying maybe I just don't want to do it. So I definitely think trusting that your own feelings are right and you have the right to speak up on them um, if something feels wrong. So yeah, I think that would be my best, honestly, best piece of advice. Because um, you know you best at the end of the day. Like, And I think sometimes we very much have learned to question ourselves. But trust that if you're right about that you thought you had ADHD, like you're already knowing a lot more than most people. So yeah just trust what you're feeling and go with that but yeah I honestly feel like I was thinking I was so optimistic thinking I was gonna get 12 of these but I feel like nine uh, it's you know it's more than half so I'll go with it I hope at least some of them are useful I don't know I just these are things I wish I would have wanted to hear so I hope that just putting them out there is at least helpful for one person um going through the process because it is a crazy wild ride to navigate um and I think I wasn't quite prepared for how crazy it would be um so I think if I'd have had something like this to listen to during the process it would have made me feel a little bit better about myself and the situation in hand but yeah I guess I was just feeling super nostalgic and like reflecting on the last year um, and I guess what better way than to make an episode because I feel like this podcast has kind of been part of the journey and I don't think um, I would have got through the process without it. It's been really cathartic to just like get out how I've been feeling and like all of the experiences that I'm experiencing and just blurting them out on the internet. Um, so yeah, each to their own. I mean, this is how I'm dealing with it. Um, and have been but I do feel like it's been really helpful and yeah I can't believe it's been a year since I got diagnosed um my life couldn't look more different which is crazy um I literally don't think my life has looked more different in the space of a year in my last 25 years of life which is insane um but yeah that's what happens when you get an ADHD diagnosis it kind of changes everything for you um so yeah just be prepared for that um but yeah, I guess that's all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it's helpful for somebody. Because um, to be honest, it's just been nice for me to reflect and look back and say all these things now that I would have liked to hear because your girl felt pretty alone at the time. But um, yeah, I guess that's all. Um, and I guess I will see you all in the next episode.